Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugalo, and on this show I interview women and a few cool dudes, all of them artists, healers, changemakers, and entrepreneurs, about how they put their dreams into action. And today I'm excited to have as my guest a person who works with hair as her artistic medium, Jamie Chalaki. Welcome. Hi, Linda. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited. I am too. So I know you think of yourself as an artist. Tell me about that. I do. So for the longest time, I feel like um, hairstylists have kind of been put in this, you know, category of, you know, um, I don't want to say like ditziness or anything, but um, through the years, I've just realized that hair is my canvas, and it's an art in the sense of when I cut hair, I'm really sculpting and shaping, as well as with color. I'm really almost contouring what I want to bring out in somebody's hair, if I want to bring out somebody's eyes more, and really just visualizing and, uh, and creating in, in that manner. Wow, that sounds that sounds like every woman's dream yes. to have someone who looks at her like a canvas exactly. and, and thinks about how they can enhance their, their features and you know, their natural, the natural beauty and, and create a, um, a more striking yes. look for I, them. Yes, definitely. So it's, it's interesting because um, when I became a hairstylist, I didn't realize the job security I would have because nobody likes their hair, Linda. You know, curly hair clients want straight, straight wants curly, brunettes want to be blonde, blondes want to be blonder. And I feel like the evolution of my career has just really been working with women um, and accepting what, what they have and, and how we can work with that and make it easy and more manageable and embrace um, you know, the everyday life, you know, nobody really has time to spend an hour doing their hair. So I take into consideration a lot of my clients' lifestyle, you know, how often if you were to color your hair, can you come in? Do you want great coverage? Do you just want to have a little natural sun-kissed highlight? All of these things, um, it's almost like a collaboration with my clients. So is, is the color your specialty? Yes, I would say that color has um, become my specialty. I'm originally from San Diego, California, where everybody loves those like natural sun-kissed highlights. Um, and as a child, I once had them. And uh, moving to the East Coast, I started to try to really figure out how to duplicate that, duplicate that. And, um, and now I specialize in it. And it's mainly um, balayage, which is a technique. It's uh, sweeping. So really like looking at your you seeing where if you were laying out in the sun or running around in the sun where your hair would naturally be be lightened because of that and so oh. so it is very much like seeing like an artist who sees the the light in the shadow yes definitely and it's not always just about like highlighting like highlighting's lighter color mm -hmm. a lot of it's also working with the low light which is a deeper color and figuring out where to place those in order to make the highlights pop more. Wow, it's like I had no idea that hair coloring has take, been taken to this new level. I know, it's really <laughs> a wonderful, exciting time. I mean, I've been doing hair for about 16 years now and um, it's really like the world's your oyster as far as a hairstylist. There's, hair color itself has come a long way. Like for example, our hair is made of keratin protein the color line I work with actually deposits keratin protein back into your hair. 
So from a scientific standpoint, as it's lifting out any color, it's redepositing your internal strength. So just with the evolution of technology in hair color and hair care, it's kind of forced us as stylists to get to like up the game a little bit more, if that makes any sense. So it's really more about hair care. It's as taking into consideration hair care. Yes. Yeah, so like my biggest philosophy is always about preserving the integrity of the hair. And so what once you lose your integrity, which means if somebody overprocesses it or um, dyes it too dark, it's really hard to to regain that. Mm -hmm. um, and you and you almost have to grow your hair out. So. Like for example, if I have somebody who comes in and they want to be like blondy, blonde, 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 you know, I really try to set realistic expo expectations. Like we can achieve that, but over the course of several visits, because we want to preserve your hair's integrity, we want to get you there in a safe, you know, safe way, and also where it's going to be easier for you to maintain over time. Mm -hmm. So, do you work with? Um do you work with the same people over time or do you work on special projects? Yeah, so it's really an exciting time. Um, so I'm very grateful. I've got, I've been in the Boston area for about six years now. So I have a wonderful, like, loyal clientele. And um, so I've been working with them. I get booked up, you know, pretty, pretty far in advance. And what's really exciting now is a lot of my regular clients are getting married. So I get to have the honor of being able to do their hair for their wedding and their special day. And then um, what has also led me through, um, you know, all of these fun endeavors is um, I'm now associated with a magazine that, that is actually nationwide. It is um, produced here in the Boston area, but it's Next On Scene um, magazine. I'm just gonna do a quick little show and tell. Show and tell. And, um, being the official hair contributor, what that means is I get to do uh, fun up-and-coming looks and like tutorials. So it's exciting because this was our spring issue and already now I'm seeing in marketing ads similar looks coming out. So um, so you're a trendsetter. So a trendsetter, <laughs> yes. And then I've also lately gotten into collaborating with a makeup artist, um, uh, Alexandra Dale. Uh, and then a personal stylist, Helena Grant. Um, we recently did a fun like girls' night out where we made easy beauty. Like you know, we were showing everybody how fun it is to dress up and how easy it is to also do your hair. Mm -hmm. So a lot of a lot of different endeavors, and it's very exciting. That's great. So how did you? Get into hairstyling. What was the, what yeah. was the draw? What turned you on you to know, it? You know, it's so funny um, because I never thought of it. Um, I have have dyslexia, like a lot of people do. Well, like a lot of people do, but um, I feel like when I was going to college, there wasn't as many tools as there is today for people with that learning disability, and I really struggled in school. And I was getting ready to go back to my um, for my second semester at college, but I just didn't want to go. It wasn't fun. It was really a struggle for me. And I was talking with a group of my friends. And one of my friends um, that summer had been a receptionist at a hair salon. And he was like, you know, you should be a hairstylist. And it was like I had never thought. It was almost like if somebody were to say to me today, like, you should be a rocket scientist. Like, what? And I was like, what makes you say that? And um, I always like think it's very funny what his answers were. He's like, well, you're very creative. 
you're outgoing, and you wear too much makeup. <laughs> None of that had to do anything with hair, but I think um, what he was just picking up on is having worked in the salon, I, I was a good fit. I had the personality for it. and. Um, so yeah, from that, I chose to drop out of college, which my father wasn't very excited about, and um, went to cosmetology school out in San Diego. And it was the first time I was really succeeding. I was really excelling, and I had never experienced that in like an academic setting. You know, I was like getting moved up in um, in cosmetology school. They had this row called the pro row where people had to pay an extra two dollars to get their hair done by you and um, I quickly moved into that and then uh, top five position which was really exciting because you didn't have to wear the dress code and so that's kind of where I just started to realize like I'm very good at this and I really enjoy it and so that's I just literally kind of fell into it. So when you become a stylist there's a lot of ongoing education isn't there? Yes, that's one of the things that actually drew me to it once once I started researching and learning more about it is that you really do have control over the direction of your career. So there's so many outlets that you could choose to specialize in and so I was very fortunate after graduating I um, went from San Diego to Nantucket, Massachusetts. At the time I didn't really know what Nantucket was, like who went to Nantucket and uh, I was working at you know a top top salon on the island and it was the best education because the clientele was very demanding and high maintenance um, and wonderful at the same time. But through that, just getting exposed to so many talented hairstylists um, and watching and being like, oh, I like that cutting technique and then pushing myself to get to New York to make certain I take a class in that, in that spe specific technique or, oh, that's such an interesting color you know, method and, and asking questions and, and learning. And I feel like with today now, with social media, um, there's more exposure to all of these techniques than when I first started, started out. So yes, ongoing, I, even with 16 years, I always make it to as many hair shows, as many color classes. I feel like there's always something new to learn, even if it is something I've been taught can always pick. It's like when you reread a, re -read a book, you know, it's like, oh, you pick up something that you might not have noticed the, noticed first. the first time, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. So you've been doing this 16 years. Yes. I think that there's a great appeal to working in a salon and playing with, I mean, playing with hair is fun. I mean, we do it as kids. Yes. You know, it's just so much fun to do. Hair is just one of these things that's so variable you know there are so many things you can do with it so it is very creative if someone was to like go into the field or was thinking about going into the field what advice would you give them oh that's a wonderful question so I first would give them the advice that um, again going back to what I was saying earlier like you're so responsible for your success. So if you're somebody who's just going to observe and not really jump in, it might take you a little bit like longer to start succeeding. Um, but the advice I would give is, is um, to be humble, to know that you're learning, um, to not cry in the break room, because there's always that mean stylist who uh, will like 
you know, get you. And um, yeah, to find what you really enjoy. And um, and it, and it can be a little hard in the beginning, but it's it's so exciting. Like, you know, anywhere I go, I have a job. You know, it's just starting to find the clients, but but that's exciting, and I I love that. Um, to get to be creative on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I would just give anybody um, who's starting out, like, just stick with it, you know? It's it, it's so hard because you, you see people uh, who, like, there's kind of, just like any job, you kind of start at the bottom and work your way up, and then sometimes you feel like you're not, like, I've been the assistant for two years now, like, it's time for me to get on the floor. And, um, but, you know, I guess that's, for me, I just, I believe that when, when it's really time for you to get onto the floor, then that will present itself. So get onto the floor means that you've been doing what in the meantime? Yes. You've been washing hair? <laughs> yeah, you've been uh -huh. washing hair. You've uh, most likely, hopefully, found a salon that's sharing their techniques and training you, and um, you're starting to take clients. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then also another piece of advice is like, don't be afraid to get on the floor. You know, I've also worked in situations where people kind of hide behind the shampoo bowls for years. And sometimes it's just like pulling off a Band-Aid. Like you just have to, you have to get out there and, you know, just ask the right questions and do a good consult and, you know, hopefully your client will be happy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so what about for yourself? Like when you think back to over the 16 years, is there anything you would have done differently? Yes, there's so much I would have done differently. First off, I would have saved my tip money. So no, I just, <laughs> um, it's always good to save. Um, I think I would have, um, I was going back, I was very, I had something to prove. I don't know if it was to myself or to the world. But I think that if I could go back, I would just say, um, like, really be in the moment, really listen to what these senior stylists are trying to teach me. Um, my time will come. You know, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. And, um, and to really take advantage of any free education. Like, mm. it's so ironic because now I'm an independent contractor. So I rent a booth within a salon, and any education I take, I pay for. And you know, for years I had exposure to so much free education. So um, it's just a lesson to always, you know, take it when it's take given. it when it's given. Because mm -hmm. um, you know, now that it's not as freely given, I was like, oh, I wish I would have, you know, taken advantage of it. Yeah. So yeah, just any opportunity that to learn, just mm -hmm. really, I would say, take advantage of it, mm -hmm. and to really like li like listen to. Yeah you know, people with experience. Mm -hmm. So you're an independent contractor now, and that means you're a business. You're your own yes. business owner. <laughs> exactly. There are ups and downs in all kinds of businesses. Are, what do you? Yes. So Tell me about some of your, what are some of the low things that can happen, and how do you get yourself out? Yeah, so it's, um, it's exciting to have a business within a business, and for me, it's a stepping stone to learning about business, because going back to what we were talking about earlier is I really have felt like I'm an artist, like I'm an artist, and I think one of the challenges I faced was thinking business-wise, thinking numbers, thinking okay, if my expenses are X, Y, and Z, 
um, I need to be making X, Y, and Z, and um, that means I should maybe raise the price on this service or, or do this or market more of this. And um, it's been a real learning curve. I wear many hats, like I'm, you know, my receptionist, I'm my assistant, I, um, I'm also working behind the chair. So, and I think what was the most challenging for me is when I chose to left the, leave the traditional salon, um, format was just kind of like trusting the unknown. Like I didn't know anybody who had any experience with chair rental. So nobody in my like network could really give me any guidance. I just literally was like in my gut, saw this opportunity and was like, I need to take it. But that was a really scary time of just like, I've taken on this huge financial commitment monthly and then I have just the cost of living. And you know, I'm so grateful that you know, 95% of my clients followed me. And um, and I think that's just a lesson in like, sometimes people believe in us more than we believe in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it, you know, but it was really scary the first three months mm -hmm. to just kind of get into the rhythm. And sometimes when like something goes wrong, you know, when I'm a stylist, I can bring it to the boss or the manager, but you know, now I'm the boss and the manager, mm -hmm. so. So where do you find your peers then? Where do you find those people that help you? Yes, through? so um, I feel like I found a lot. I've connected through um, a group called the Boston Business Women, a group of women entrepreneurs. So even though we're in different fields, it's just been nice to have like the support of knowing what, like not knowing if you're gonna be able to pay your bills at the end of the month, or you know, this is the accountant I use. And, and having like that network of support or like, oh, today was just a rough day and you know, getting some positive words of encouragement. And then as well as I've stayed in touch with a lot of stylists that I've worked with over the years. Mm -hmm. And I feel grateful like to be able to call somebody and say, hey, like this is something that happened. Like how would you approach this? Or do you have any experience with this? And um, one of my good friends on Nantucket, Daria Shari Galt now, because she's married, um, she owns Daria Salon and Spa. She's been a real inspiration to me because just seeing her open up her salon and kind of what it took to start a business, you know, 26 miles out to sea and, you know, 10 years later, it's a full thriving salon. So she's somebody I really look to for a lot of advice and guidance. Do you have dreams of where you want to go with your business? I do, I do. I, um, I dream of having my own salon, mm -hmm. um, most definitely. And again, I think right now, renting a chair has been great just to kind of teach me more about the realities of that. And I'm only responsible for myself now before taking on um, the responsibility of a staff and then Yes, my big dream right now, I would say, is I'm also working on a hair product. It's very like new in development, but um, it's exciting. And I guess what I could say right now is it's a product for people who don't like the feel of product. So, what does that mean? Like this, you know, like a product that holds your hair in place? Yeah. So it's still so early. I know. I feel like you I don't want to. I can't. Yeah. I'm hoping within the next like six weeks to be able to elaborate more. Mm -hmm. But um, it's something that it's gonna. It's just gonna help people have like less frizz. And again, it's just 
all, a lot of people need product, but they choose not to because they don't like the feel of it. So I saw this, you know, um, like kind of opportunity, hole or opportunity. Yeah. and so I'm really exploring it, and that's been kind of a roller coaster too. To like, you know, have an idea like, oh, I'm going to make a coffee mug, and then how do you? How do make you? Yeah. How mug? do you do it? Like, where do you <laughs> yeah. even begin? So I'm really at the, you know, at the beginning stages of that, but it's very exciting, and I feel like, um, not to sound so woo woo, but um, the universe is like bringing people into my life who, who have a little guidance and experience, mm -hmm. and um, so it's exciting. So yeah, like that's a big dream, is to, to make this product hopefully can have less of an environmental impact. Mm -hmm. um, and also hopefully it helps people, you mm -hmm. know, people, I want people to enjoy their hair and help make it easy for them to style. Mm -hmm. what, what are some of your biggest tips for helping people like who want something easy to, yes. but looks good like what do you tell people yeah so one of the biggest things um, living in New England um, versus the West Coast the air is a little bit drier so like in New England there's a lot of humidity contrary to what a lot of people think is um, water is actually very dehydrating like I don't want you to do too much of a close-up because my manicure got broke um, <laughs> or chipped but um, I'm in water all day, my hands are very dehydrated. So if we were to put that into like the, the air, a lot of the moisture actually takes out the hydration from our hair. Hmm. So one of my like easy, I love this, I do it myself, um, it's very affordable, is to just use aloe gel. Hmm. So um, you could go to Trader Joe's, CVS, just get some aloe gel and actually put it on your scalp in your hair and let it sit for 15 minutes and then shower and wash it out. Aloe is a very calming. Um, it's also going to help bring your hair and skin back to its natural pH, mm -hmm. which makes it less dry, which makes it a little bit more manageable. Um, so that's one of my biggest tips. And then I would just say that um, what kind of like taking into consideration your lifestyle like if you were a single mom and you can only come in a few times a year to get your hair cut you know maybe doing a shorter cut and 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 we put some shape and style so as it grows out you know it you don't have to come in as frequently or if you are getting married and you want to have a few highlights you know where to place those and maybe do those like nine months before your wedding for the first time to see if you like them before, you know, doing them before well, your wedding. Well, that's a great tip because I'm sure people aren't thinking nine months ahead, oh, I should check and see how yeah, I like my hair. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Actually, one time I had a bride, Libby Collar, um, uh, two weeks before her wedding, she decided to change her hair color completely. She was a redhead and she wanted to be a brunette. and. Um, it worked out, but that that is definitely something I don't suggest. No major hair color changes like a month. You don't want to freak out right no. before your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but it all worked out. It all worked out. Um, and yeah, so like one of my other favorite little um, tips is to just um, find a product that you like like is a treat for yourself. You know, like sometimes products can be expensive. Um, like one of my favorite shampoos is the Purology Hydrate. It's, um, you know, 25 up, um, 
but I love the fragrance of it. I, it has like a lavender eucalyptus calming and you know whenever I use it it's like a little joy to myself. Mm -hmm. um, you know it's like special occasions and sometimes just those little treats. I never thought of that, of buying a you know really fine shampoo as a special. Yeah, or a conditioner, occasional. or like mm -hmm. even a styling product. Like mm -hmm. one of my favorites is, um, actually I have it here, it's this Joyco Gold Dust. Um, it is like a very tasteful shimmer glitter spray, and um, I just love it because it has a great smell, and then sometimes if it's just like a gloomy, overcast, you know, day in New England or in Seattle, because this is a, you know, nationwide um, broadcast, sometimes it's fun to just add a little extra sparkle. So mm -hmm. just finding these little things. And um, too, like a lot of, now a lot of salons have samples or they have little sample containers. Mm -hmm. Like that's something I try to provide for my clients because mm -hmm. yes, if you're gonna invest in a product, I wanna make certain that you like it. Right. And um, also try my best to share with you like how to use that product. So like one quick tip going back to shampoo is um, a lot of people don't realize this, but you can start lathering the shampoo in your hand before you, and because um, a lot of shampoos are sulfate free now, so that's gonna help you stretch out your shampoo a little bit longer. Oh. And also shampoo's really just meant for our scalp. Not for the rest Not, of the hair. So as it's rinsing out, it kind of is supposed to clean this. Uh-huh. Unless you were like, we're, you know, mud wrestling or something. Right. And we want you to use it everywhere. Right, right. Those are great tips. Well, I have a wild card pick in this box. And I'd love for you to take a, let's shake it up. Yes, and let's shake it up and take one out and just refund it for a minute about what you, how it applies to you and your business or even your life. And just have a couple of minutes here. Oh wow, that went fast. Oh wow, great. What does it say? So it's courage. Um, so I think this just relates um, to me and my life. Um, I've just always kind of trusted my gut if, and um, sometimes the, you know, people, places, things can influence, you know, that, um, like the outside chatter. And when I've really trusted my gut and had the courage to trust my gut, um, I feel like a lot of things have fallen into place. Like when I chose to move to Boston, I didn't know anybody. It was just kind of random. There's just something magical about Boston. And, you know, from that, I found a friend of a friend who needed a roommate, and then I found a job, and then, um, yeah, I had an opportunity to like work at this Shishi Newberry salon that had been recognized as one of the top salons in the country, and then this like brand new salon, startup salon in Brookline, and like you know everybody was like go for the Newberry and it was just something about this little startup salon and so from that and then just the courage to recognize that as great of a learning experience as that salon was, it wasn't really aligning with my ultimate goals and to just kind of have that courage to say this isn't working like and you know to try something different and again you know my family as supportive as they are you know they're like well you have a consistent paycheck to like not have a consistent paycheck and then I think 
when I today when I see the word courage it's also like cur- courageous to ask for help sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like you know I I don't have all the answers and I think my younger self you know thought I needed to have all the answers mm-hmm. and sometimes I feel like it's okay to say hey I don't know the answer to this yeah. or hey I need some help yes and um, and yeah so just the courage to to listen to my gut and um, to keep staying open to learning and asking for help that's great well, I really enjoyed having you on and learning so many things about hair <laughs> that I'm going to try out. Yes. And we'll be putting on your website and where people can find you up on the show notes. Perfect. Thanks so much for coming Linda, in. Linda, thank you so much for having me. It was a delight. I enjoyed it. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Women Inspired. Be sure to tune in to the next one. Thank you for listening to Women Inspired. The show is recorded live in the studios of Bedford TV in Massachusetts. Music courtesy of Sheikh Gamin. If you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at www.lindayugalo.com forward slash TV.